so everyone becomes a one night fighter especially and even in the exam most of the exams i did a one night preparation the entire semester i was uh, chilling out with you friends you want me to believe that <laughs> yeah it, it was uh, like if exam is starting a week away we will start preparing two three days before and in one week in engineering you know there is an exam every day right or sometimes two exams per day so we will just prepare one night before the exam and then that night uh, we would uh, wake up till the 5 am we would go to the bed and then we will again move at 9 am for the exam <laughs> but yeah Welcome back to the Exploding Podcast. My name is Tejan. Thanks to each and every single one of you who come back every time to learn, to execute, and to exploit for a better purpose. Now you know that I'm a good learner and a good listener as well, and I absolutely love to explore the various sources of knowledge in technology, business, our life, and that's a part of our vision as well, right? And it's very rare that we get so much captivated by someone's work on the internet. And today's guest is the one who created a wide range of learning resources from learning a program. language to cracking the interviews and a very very rare personality who is an incredible intersection of kindness and intelligence as you already know he is none other than prithik narang Before we move ahead, a huge shout out to TalkPath and Training for sponsoring this episode. Exploring is all about loading up your career in the tech space. Learning a bit of Python will allow you to take your expertise and 10x it with automation, APIs, and even AI. The best place on internet to learn Python is at TalkPath and Training. Visit talkpathfm forward slash exploiting to find your next level. Now, on to the ad-free show. Pratik is a software developer, technology freak, ace programmer, and one of the most popular programming instructors in India. He also happens to be the co-founder of Coding Blocks and is fondly called as Pratik Bhaiya by his students. His easy explanations with bite-sized content make people fall quickly in love with coding. His interest lies in algorithms, problem solving, and machine learning, and he loves to travel, making new friends, guiding juniors, and playing table tennis in his free time. His interactive JavaScript resume is highly popular among the student communities. and on top of all of that he summoned so deep into empowering students caviar mentioned with immense care and love and i can't wait anymore to start exploring with pratik narang thank you so much for joining us pratik i'm super excited to have you on the show hi everyone so it's a pleasure to be on the exciting podcast show and it's a great introduction already given by teja thank you teja for having me today Yeah, thank you so much, Pratik. I'm so glad that you're here, and I genuinely love the way you presented yourself in the web app with all of your game development skills with JavaScript. Guess what? I've been stunning every single time that I visit your portfolio with all of those cute animes of you, and which turns out to be a fully responsive portfolio, right? So I highly recommend checking out Pratik's crazy portfolio at pratiknarang.com in the episode notes below. And you know that's fantastic. Like, how did you did that? Like, what was the journey behind making such a interactive, you know, game? way kind of way of a portfolio representing yourself right so the story is pretty interesting so most of the times what happens is people make resume to get into the companies right yeah so at my time what i had was i did an internship at sandisk i got a pre placement offer and that was on the first day of my fourth year in the college so i had an offer and at that time i didn't had this resume i just had a pdf resume so I was thinking, okay, now I have plenty of free time. What to do? I don't need to apply to companies. I have a job offer. I may do a startup in maybe coming months. So let's try to do something crazy, something interesting that that could be 
so then i came up with this idea of interactive resume i saw a couple of uh, people making some cool resumes then uh, game development was something that i was doing in my third year learning how to make games so then okay let's put this idea to make a mario style resume and i loved designing so i made out uh, the graphics in maybe couple of weeks then learned okay uh, we will use javascript then i explored what are the various options so i came across this framework called phaser that is used for building 2d games so i used that and built it in maybe i took around somewhere around 12 weeks or 8 to 12 weeks to build this <laughs> cool but how about like why there is a mario canvas style do you love mario super mario and all that <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i used to play a lot of mario in my childhood and lot of uh, computer games but not now <laughs> i'm not played pubg mm-hmm. even but yeah <laughs> so it's something that uh, always fascinates me uh, the designing thing the coding thing the gaming thing uh, game thing uh, when you make games it puts all your uh, uh, concepts into practice even the graphic designing that is one of the areas i like doing in my free time so yeah yeah But but also I'm kind of surprised that like and I'm kind of curious. What if you have played PUBG earlier than Mario? Like how would that <laughs> would be? Like how the web app would be? <laughs> yeah. So then yeah, your website would be highly visited with all of the youngsters, with all of your students and everything, right? <laughs> definitely, definitely. I hope one day one of my students will definitely have this PUBG kind PUBG style resume. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah, then you should guide them along like how you could make that and everything, right? Super. Yes. So, and also in a, you know, um the positions that we are actually currently in, right? You are now the co-founder of Coding Blocks. After a long story back, you've been, you know, striving and working and hustling in programming or designing or, you know, corels and everything, right? You've been into a lot of phases, you've been a lot of journeys, and now you're in a specific journey as a co-founder, dealing up the things and making others to learn a lot from you, making others to learn from your company, right? But the decisions that you have making will actually defines what you are. right so can you just tell me like uh, you know how about your decisions that actually turned you as a co-founder at coding blocks so from the beginning only i when i uh, started learning programming it was in my second year okay so i had no no computer science background in my class 11 12th and first year i struggled a lot to write the first 10 programs of coding or simple hello world simple factorial so more, many of the times i would just cram them and go to the lab and just execute the program by hook or crook then in second year was the time i took coding seriously no i should definitely learn this i went through couple of websites did tried hands on competitive coding blogs tutorials whatever is av- available on the internet i just went through and then i started i saw that okay this is how coding is actually logical you need to focus on the logic and the solution is something you just start uh, coding once you know the logic right so then i worked a hard, for one year with my friends with my peers who were actually good and i got good good at the end of one year and third year i improved my skills further learned about some new technologies like javascript and web development python django so that was my third year the final year okay i thought okay everyone is going for a corporate job though i had an offer from sandesk also an opportunity to join amazon but okay i thought let, let's do something different let's let's uh, uh, do something in which i can help people to learn coding so that, that's when the time i met munna bhaiya who is the also a founder of coding blocks and 
his vision was to make uh, people fall in love with coding so i met him he said okay uh, personally he is not uh, living in us and he wanted someone to run his uh, coding blocks so i said okay uh, i can take that ownership i can uh build a team i can hire mentors and i can teach myself personally so i brought in arnav who uh, headed the technology team and then a year later we started uh, envisioning our online products okay so offline was one medium so whatever revenue we got from the offline model by teaching coding we invested that into building online products and 2018 was the time then these online products uh, came and till now they are getting popular every day and uh, students love these courses they learn how yeah. to code and they gets their doubt resolved so doubt solving is one of our uh, main features that people don't generally get on other platforms and if if you are stuck in a problem they lose the motivation to continue further so here we help them on a personal level Uh, help their doubts cleared so that's why people uh, keep on doing these courses and courses have a higher completion uh, rate as compared to coursera or udemy or something else cool i mean uh, when you just mentioned about you know letting others through actually help in their careers right so uh, most of and we find a lot about letting them to learn how to code letting them how to uh, how to solve the crux how to solve the logic and put it forward with various algorithms which have been coming every single day right, right. but i think what the most important thing than all of that is that making them motivate and making them you know inspired about doing it right taking it a path forward from the solving but before that they should be loving to do it they should be actually inspired and motivated to actually work on something that should be having a massive impact right but i see a lot of my friends a lot of students across are missing in that motivation right once they get in they can go ahead they can actually tackle up and they can go up to the ladder and they can climb ahead and they can grab the flag but the thing is before that i feel i feel there is a lot of lack in motivation and consistency and with inspiration right so how do you keep your students community or all of your students who are learners motivated to move forward uh definitely more uh, the first step is always the toughest one right so mm-hmm. when you're taking a first step you're jumping into coding you need lot of energy you need lot of determination you you need to believe in yourself that you can do it right so whatever problems you face someone says okay uh, i'm not uh, getting these logics so we will help them to uh, spend more time on building logics and many many times people don't know why they are learning coding right so you should know the power of coding what are the things you can build with coding right so i tell all my students just look at the environment around you right so how much time you're spending on your phone and laptop so most of them would say 90% they're watching netflix they're working on facebook linkedin instagram they're ordering food they're booking doctor appointments even yeah. uh, so everything is happening online especially after this post pandemic era right so more and more businesses mm-hmm. more and more services are going to become online right so for the next 10 years i i see a huge demand for coding and everyone dreams is to uh, have a good uh, lifestyle a decent lifestyle of living to get a great job or to open their own startup right so coding is one of the great means to achieve that dream right so if you keep your dream in your front of that and you see that coding is one of the paths that leads to my dream then you should be definitely be motivated to chase that absolutely i mean that that literally means a lot like that's that's beautifully said 
but on other way when you said about such skills to build their their core foundations on what they wanted to achieve right the core yeah. foundations are actually this programming and competitive programming and tackling up and all all of that right but i i have been seeing a lot of people around where there are two kind of people and i hope you are already aware of this <laughs> like yeah. there are two kind of people who are actually so much into competitive programming so much into tackling the interviews and trying out to various problems in various algorithms and trying out deeper and deeper and deeper into that but there are other kind of people who are more of into product related they might try building up a website they may come up with working with various technologies they may come up with doing some back end apis and they do all of that right but i know there is a lot of intersection between them where one requires the other another requires the other right but i see people who work on building such things such cool things with a lot of knowledge i don't see they love competitive programming right and and in the same way and the same way like people who work with competitive programming they don't actually you know reflect much with that so what do you say about this so definitely so i have also seen that uh, there are one section of audience who will uh dive so deep into competitive coding they will solve highly challenging problems highly mathematical problems and there is one set who will just go into web development building apps building uh, products and they won't care okay so the in an ideal scenario you should you should know both right so i'm not saying you should uh be entirely doing web development because when you work at a company such as let's say google facebook netflix amazon flipkart any any good co- product based company what those guys need those guys need people who can write servers who can write backend and at the back end if you need to write some logic that logic should be optimized right so that is where competitive programming fits into the picture right so you should know web development at least you should uh, have a decent knowledge of algorithms and in competitive you will find there are hundreds and thousands of well known algorithms you do not need to memorize them right so if something is already there you can just google and look up, look it up and deploy so what you need is you need to have Uh, logical thinking skills okay if given a sorting problem then which sorting algorithm should i apply right so that's that's enough for uh, working in a company right so you need to question the requirements what kind of data i have is it a big data is it an integer data is it a floating point data what is the range of the data okay so in all your interview questions you will be given ambiguous statements right so question statement would be ambiguous right so you need to ask the interviewer okay so competitive uh, coding will definitely help you in interviews because it increases your uh, skills in in logical thinking right so so you can do it definitely uh, do it if you love it but at least you should have a decent level of uh, knowledge working with da- different data structures different algorithms so i call this data structures as a toolbox right so it's a toolbox for solving yeah. problems if you don't have the toolbox in your hand you can't even solve problems just by learning web development right so any algorithm that yeah. you are going to build you will require a toolbox okay and so we can say that it's it's like the two wheels of the bike one wheel is competitive coding one wheel is the product development so both should go in hand in hand so when students ask me oh, what should i mention in my resume so i say okay if you have a good profile on competitive coding do mention your rank do do mention your achievements and but at the same time at least have two to three good projects that an interviewer knows that okay you have some real software engineering experience as well right okay just going in an yeah. interview with competitive coding you 
have a chance of getting rejected okay so someone also asked me this question recently i have 2000 rating on code forces but i don't have any projects will it be good for me so i suggest him do do have some projects on the resume as well right super i mean uh, another way like looking in and taking it a bit forward here so what happens is in the same way like people are from different uh, mindsets make we call like different sections as you mentioned earlier but what i see is people who actually try attending to the interviews of coding interviews they have the you know uh, genuine and look alike and normal coding interviews where they ask few questions um from lead code or any other platforms and they take it and they let them the students to solve it right but later on what happens is when the moment like the student actually come out they just they just literally say that i don't know why am i doing this you know i see i heard this a lot and i hope you already know about this like i don't know why am i doing this of course i don't know where they will be also used internally even though i ask a person who has already been there for years with over 8 years plus experience where he never used a kind of a very complicated data structures with the, i mean what we call the dynamic programming or any other stuff like there there is a never a single chance that they tried implemented in the real time right so such a kind of a question like this lets the students to get demotivated this lets the student to think a bit negatively about we are not going to use it anymore but why do we need to learn it right but how what about your perspective in that so basically uh, i think many of the thing so what what is being taught to you it's it's more like a generic content that can be used in any of the projects or any of the companies so it it doesn't mean that if it is not used in one company cannot be used in other companies so if you just look at google maps right and the way it finds the shortest paths is based on a ai algorithm so when i talk about ai algorithms they are based on the concepts of depth first search breadth first search along with mm-hmm. it you have some heuristic metrics uh, they are like dynamic programming uh, so they 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 are u- built using dynamic programming uh, so it depends upon the problem statement especially when you go into uh, open ended problems that are not solved right so there also you need to have a lot of uh, good algorithmic knowledge if you uh, go into company like IBM or Google where you're working on a research project then definitely knowledge good knowledge of algorithms helps you to solve some open ended problems as well cool so one of uh, one of my students who is from a tier 3 college he recently got placed at media.net right so i asked him what what the, what is the work you are doing there okay so we got a pretty good package then i asked him are you really using data structure he said yes definitely each and every cool. day he is working on a graph problem cool. he is working on a system to uh, uh, make make uh, clusters of news something like google news and he is making ex- extensive use of data structures there right so if if he didn't had this knowledge of graph algorithms in detail he won't be able to come up with new algorithms at in in his current company right so it definitely helps maybe it doesn't help to someone who is working on a web front end but having a knowledge of algorithms increases your scope of working on different projects yeah 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 i mean i i hope you actually it, it's been almost around 35000 plus students you've been trained over over past years and it's a huge thing that you've been training a lot of people which actually means you literally know thousands of brains thousands of thinking right so you've been you've been working with them you've been letting them to learn the things that they really really wanted to and get into the companies right so can you just uh, you know give a few things that actually made you stunned like these are the things that i you know what what we what we say these are the things that they usually make 
common mistakes out of like 35,000 lot of lot of students so what are the things that you can figure out saying that these are the common mistakes that people do and they get afraid of right so many of the mistakes the first major mistake is uh, people don't read the problem statement properly right so there's some they, if they look at it they forget to look at the constraints okay so you have to analyze that this problem has this given constraint and this should be solved in this given space and time complexity that is the first mistake so reading the problem statement is very important next coming up with the solution is easy optimizing it is difficult right so you need to iterate in your mind okay if g- given this problem what possible data structures i can use to optimize my solution can i use a stack can i use a queue can i use a tree can i use a try so this happens with with many times okay so whenever i get a new problem statement i just in my mind try to iterate over each and every possibility can i solve it using dp can i solve it using dnc so instead of just going clueless how to solve this problem just think about the tools that you have in your mind okay so those tools are your data structures and algorithms right so eventually you will find at least one tool that will give you the right direction to start with an optimal solution right that is something that each and every company is going to check because everyone needs an optimized algorithm to run on their server right so that's that's why they are going to hire you another is whenever they find a easy question in the interview right so they jump their guns and come up with a solution right but <laughs> many many a times it happens that the easy question that they're looking at they are missing out something they are missing out corner mm. cases or they are not asking relevant questions to an interview right so yeah. i'll just give you a, give you an example okay so uh, maybe given a string find something something in it S- something like mm-hmm. that then you mm. need to ask the uh, interviewer what type of string it is okay is it an ask a string is it a lower case string is it a upper case string does it contain numbers mm. so asking relevant questions to the interviewers is what i think more than 80% of the people won't do because in real software engineering you will be given a project statement that can contain ambiguity right so most of the times interviewer will give you an ambiguous statement because he is looking for you to ask questions so if you're not asking questions that means uh, you're not uh, thinking you're not uh, you're not showing your inquisitiveness right so because engineering is collaborative right so you have to work with people so if you don't interact if you don't ask questions then definitely that's an, uh, that comes out as a, as a negative point for you right so asking questions is very important right and yeah. fourth is don't give up uh, it's yeah. not hard <laughs> it's, it's not hard if if you yeah. have sta- started something if you are in the middle of the journey then don't quit okay with little mm. more effort you can pull things off and it's really important to stay motivated and do till the end right so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. super i mean i mean it's been it's been really like a lot of things that i usually find happening as well but there are a lot of things that i don't know either because i'm also a part of this i i i'll be getting a lot of things from you now to take it and apply in the real time right so what i want to know is as you been a lot of lot of people around and with your students and making them to learn everything that they wanted to and you wanted to and what companies wanted to so i want to know if there is if you get a chance to actually guide a first year engineering student to all the way to the final year 
what would be your words of advice for him like what would you say to him in just in a in just in a 5 minutes way so that you could actually set this thing to fresher to have the life that you would love to do ahead okay so you are asking me for a 5 year road map 5 minute road map for a 4 year engineering for, exactly <laughs> maybe you could go for <laughs> maybe 4 4 minute road map for 4 year that would be also fine okay so <laughs> i'll try it for you i will try to finish it in 4 minutes right so <laughs> the thing is the earlier you start the better you get right so many people in the mm-hmm. first year they don't take coding seriously they will say okay it's a ds is a subject in the third semester we will start then why let's have some chill uh, during the first year we have studied so hard yeah. in the j we will start from the second yeah. year right so remember you yeah. don't have four years in the college you only have three years because when you once you enter fourth year it's the placement time right so w- whatever you have learned during the three years you have to show them in your seventh semester right so you only have three years in your college and if you waste first year out of it you get only two years so two years is decent amount of time but not enough if you want to stand out from the crowd okay so if you want to stand out start from the first year go with the fundamentals fundamentals are very important that are going to help you till the placement okay start with any one programming language c++ java or python whatever you want my personal preference is c++ and java and mm-hmm. go with the problem solving learn data structures and algorithms do some competitive programming that that's all for the first year right second year you start working on some interesting projects web development android uh, angular react whatever you want do that third third year before the vacations brush up your data structures and algorithms possibly you will have some companies visiting your campus for internships so practice questions on lead code do some code forces contest so that you are in a habit of writing code in a timed environment as well right so that is something you can do throughout the three years as well because if you love competitive you will automatically be doing this okay and in third year uh you can again work on the projects maybe in some time you also uh, devote on the competitive programming if you like otherwise keep working on projects you can learn python you can machine learning you can go for data science or you can learn more technologies in the web right so that is something i will leave to you uh, think of some idea that you want to build and chase it right so maybe start with small mini projects and maybe later on then increase the complexity of the projects either start with a new project or improve your existing projects cool. so that when you sit for an interview you have something that is deployed on the web that is something uh, people are liking a web app or an android app or an ios app or some cool platform you can show to your interviewer okay i i've i've built this okay so be, you you can be proud of yourself that you have achieved this in 3 years so having good fundamentals is really important and having uh, good web project development skills that i call as software engineering so if you are able to do balance these two out during 3 years it will really help you to get great jobs right and yeah, not just yeah. coding focus on your health as well right so don't be a <laughs> guy who is sitting for 12 hours on a system if you spend 6 to 8 hours a day that's more than enough right to excel in anything and yeah do follow your passion if you want to listen music or watch some movies make time for that as well so everything can be balanced in college life and one major mistake that people do is they forget academics right 
so when it comes yeah. to cgpa that's also really important uh, many times i've seen great coders not able to sit for many companies because the first round is a resume based shortlisting or a cgpa yeah. based shortlisting so if you are less than 7 or 7.5 you are on a borderline right so it's it's safe to have a cgpa over and above 8 then you are in the safe zone you would be eligible for most of the companies cool 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 and and when you, once you mentioned about the things the people are doing and striving a lot for all of this uh i personally have seen and also been there where we try to multitask the things right we try to learn three or four all of a time in a single day and we try doing it for a month you know but we end up we end up disappointing in all of that <laughs> right i've been right. there and i know all of the people most of the times happens they, they try to multitask the things and underestimating the power of one thing at a time and they right. overestimate the power of uh, multitasking these things apparently doing through two or four so about this like do you prefer going one thing at a time or you prefer doing multitasking and you go ahead and try or you i would let you would let them to choose to actually experiment and let me know <laughs> so that's why i said on on the first year you just focus on problem solving no web development no android development no data science nothing focus on one thing the core fundamentals of programming how do you think and how do you write code that's it learn about the data structures that's for the first year second year you start with building projects and it's going to be uh, ordered in a way because when you're going to build projects you already have the knowledge how to write code you know you know how to write uh how to solve problems using data structures now it's time to put that knowledge into build uh, into building something cool right mm. so that's why i said second year you focus on more on the web development more on the python or more on the javascript whatever the technology you like and third year it's time for the placement right so you need to improve on the projects you need to reiterate on the skills that you uh, you have learned in first year so keep revising your algorithmic programming solve some problems on code forces and on lead code do not memorize the solutions right so no one is going to ask you okay tell me the johnson's yeah. algorithm or tell me the cadence's algorithm that's not going to happen right so you would be given a pretty simple straightforward problem statement that you can think of and you can come up with the solution in the given time frame right so no need to memorize any algorithm not even the dijkstra's or the prims or the kruxels nothing if you forget it it's fine right so you should know how to build a particular algorithm okay and that that you will improve with lots and lots of practice right super i mean m- maybe i would actually take it a bit deeper here so when you mentioned about people will be looking for that and this i'm kind of curious to actually know your process of actually hiring a person hiring a fresher or any other person that okay let's go specifically not into general but only into the fresher style so if there is a person who is done with his graduation and been coming for a company and you are the recruiter or a software developer not like technically hr way but you are a software developer there looking for the people who could work in your team right so you got a chance to actually interview the person out there and what the things that you actually look for what are the things that you actually look mostly and concisely into that person so one of the most important things that everyone looks for is problem solving given yeah. any logic can you code it okay can you mm. think come up with a solution right the next thing is uh, how creative you are right so can you because code uh, engineering is 50% coding 50% it's an art right so you need yeah. to 
work in a team you need to collaborate with each and every one right yeah and if you're creative if if your resume is reflects some projects that are creative or if you can prove that you you handled this and that situation in such a manner that that reflects your creativity then you could be a good option another uh, very important aspect that a lot of people miss is communication right so having a good communication is really very important you should be able to convey your ideas with the team and how you work in a team or how you can grow as a leader that is also something that uh, we see or yeah. other companies also see right so that is w- one one more important component there right so uh, if i just talk about the summary so coding is important your logical thinking is important your communication is important and Uh, and if if there is any anything that distinguishes you from rest of the crowd then that could be one of your top feature in getting selected mm, maybe they should be trying out various things uh, like you getting into software engineering and design and uh, deep learning and all of that just like you so w- what would you say for that like <laughs> <laughs> anything anything matlab any impressive project you have done or anything any s- impressive story you would like to tell to your interview right so storytelling is something that's also getting popular if you have some interesting <laughs> stories to share about that can impress the interviewer then then you also have a good chance yeah that's a legit story should be yeah that should work there right <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't don't fake it right <laughs> Absolutely but I think you're a kind of a nerdy guy because you've been smashing all your academics till the engineering where you got 10 out of 10 in your 10th grade and 95% above in the 12th grade and all of like India 489 in JE one of the world's toughest exam you've been going all of there right but you know you've been all of their places and now you're actually a person who are who are actually letting others to learn like you're teaching them right and you're training them in the positions but uh, surprisingly like you have scored 80% in engineering where so did you got any enlightenment during the engineering that stopped you from reaching 95 <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so definitely when you have studied so hard for the j8 everyone enters the first year that theek hai matlab in the first year the theme is uh let's have yeah, some chill baki sab moh maya hai it's a popular dialogue so yeah in the college i got uh, um, i got pretty chill about ed- academics i just maintained enough score so that i have all my options open and i was not in a race to get into the top 10 in the class 10 or top 20 so i was thinking theek hai jaisa hoga yeah. we will do it okay so and even in the exam uh most of the exams i did a one night preparation the entire semester i was uh, <laughs> chilling out with you friends you want me to believe that <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it was uh, like if exam is starting a week away we will start with we will start preparing two three days before and in one week in engineering you know there is an exam every day right or sometimes two exams per day so we will just prepare one night before the exam and then that night uh, we would wake up till the 5 am we would go to bed and then we will again move <laughs> at 9 am for the exam so something <laughs> but yeah so, so everyone becomes a one night fighter especially in my college i don't know what's the culture in uh, y- your campus there but 
there we had this <laughs> one night fighter thing it's the same there here as well but you know that's that's always the fun so maybe that's how it, it got uh, pivoted into all of that and but you're also strong in the things that you're always interested in and you did a lot of work on that as well apart from this so getting right? getting 70 80% is easy but making this 80% into 90% is is a semester long hard work that is something i never did <laughs> <laughs> absolutely and and also like you've been a student right and uh, you've been an engineer and you're also a founder and moreover now you're a trainer as well right but if you get a chance to speak with the education council of india specifically what changes you would demand for <laughs> so the major changes most of the universities are teaching outdated content they are not some of the core subjects are good but the things are more or less outdated right so first the first and most uh, important thing is you should at least update the syllabus so that it suits the needs of the present decade or present generation right and lot of obsolete mm-hmm. things are being taught in the course lot of irrelevant subjects are taught in the course so that is something yeah. we definitely need to work on the syllabus uh, academics part and there should be some flexibility given to the students as well it so one or two semesters should be that students building their own projects without having any uh, academic load right so they should have less academic load less worry about exams more or more of a practical kind of a work and maybe uh, they can have one optional year for someone who wants to do entrepreneurship if he goes well he can go with his startup and he can if he wants to come back he can come back and resume his degree later on as well right so maybe a one year break or two year break in the middle of study if someone mm. wants to apply so those those are the yeah. things that can actually help us in having more number of entrepreneurs so uh, actually when you teach something to someone right subconsciously we create a pattern right we create such a kind of pattern which could easily able to dive into others brain and stick with it and make a more intuition right right so when you try uh, explaining some problems to your students or letting them to understand the crux of the core problem so what would be your teaching style so what would be your pattern that helps them to get that quick so uh, one thing i think why my students appreciate me is i make things lot simpler for them right so mm. i will try to break down the problem into simpler test cases and intuitive explanations and i will also go through what examples are available on uh, net what example is there on wikipedia what's there on youtube and i will always try to come up with something that is uh, making even those simpler right so if someone has already a video on particular algorithm and that's a complex algorithm then i will think what is the thing he is missing in this explanation why will students come to me to understand this algorithm so i need to make things uh, in the simplest possible manner for them so that everyone gets a hit cool 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 that's that's great i mean that's the way that you actually get your students get attached so much because i've been looking all the reviews in the internet in linkedin everywhere that about you and you know sharing all about their journey with you and their process and their whole wins and all of that with you and that's a huge huge thing for you and your community out there and that's a big thing as well but and also taking taking that into the things into students specifically like um you know getting back to the times of bc i mean i mean before covid <laughs> or pre covid impact so i want you to actually take me back to those days where you've been delivering a lot of valuable talks 
with all of the with all of your experience to the colleges right you've been traveling across and getting into the colleges and fortunately you are, you have been to our college as well so there are times and you've been uh, delivering a loaded value content out there surprisingly what happens 9 out of 10 people they say they work on coding but they say i love data science i love machine learning right so what do you think about that why why do people usually why do students get most attracted to uh, saying like data science i love it and i, I want to work on it do you have like any views on it right so uh, the reason i think is uh, most of the people do not actually know what exactly is data science what exactly is machine learning so they get driven mm-hmm. by this hype that uh, ai is coming ai is transforming lives so there is no doubt there are a lot of cool applications a um, lot of real life use cases of ai are coming but uh, uh, i think it's it's more about the hype that people think that they will get a higher salary but if if i tell you the truth the truth is uh, till today if you talk about ai and if you talk about software development there are 5x more number of jobs in software development as compared to ml and ai and those roles are very limited they are very specific and many companies would prefer if you have some uh, specialization in machine learning and ai they will only take you okay so for mm-hmm. btech students there are very less openings at a fresher level role in machine learning and ai so if you are not sure go with the uh, web back end go with the web front end and you will have lot more opportunities out there in the market because everyone is going to build an app right but not everyone is going to use machine learning and ai in their app right so every company needs a product which may or may not have an ai right so the first step is you should definitely know how to build a product so ai is a second step you can definitely learn it you can definitely go into it i know couple of my students who got selected into these companies ibm and uh, uh one more i guess so i i don't remember the names but <laughs> that's okay yeah, there yeah. are some com- <laughs> some companies who are hiring for these roles and there are uh, companies who are only hiring the people who have some specific degree such as a masters or a phd or some research background super i mean taking in, in the same way like of companies right so we have like we know a lot of companies people are really really fascinated about fang getting into such companies and there are also a lot of people who are striving for getting into startups right so they're like different views and both of them whatever whatever the company whatever the position is they all require problem solving and product development and all of that right so people usually get committed get attached to spe- to specific companies like fang and they get a name if a term like fang right they want to get into fang again and there there are people who actually know something about it and they want to get into startups so what do you say about it like your view upon getting into fang or getting into a startup and work on or what do you say you start up a startup or do do whatever you want like so uh so there are hundreds and thousands of great companies to work with right so yeah. these is i don't know why people think this fang as a status symbol if they have fang on their linkedin profile that means they are doing something very great while it's not the case mm. you should appreciate that if you are able to get a good job in a good company or a startup it hardly matters right the yeah. you, the only thing is you should be satisfied you should have a good amount of time for yourself your family and uh, you should be at peace right so if and i know yeah. many people who are in fang and they are uh, uh, 
they are lot of tense right they're not satisfied they're not satisfied because there is so much yeah. pressure there is uh, work life balance missing in their lives so everyone has its own problems if you get into a company x you will think why is better if someone is working in y you will think company z is better so <laughs> don't make comparisons if if you get good peace yeah. of mind good uh, decent salary and a good work life balance you should be happy with the company as well right and between company yeah, and yeah, a startup yeah. you definitely have a good chance to grow in any of those right and uh, it, it i will leave totally up to you how you decide okay so there are a lot of factors that you need to compare when you have offers in in hand right absolutely absolutely i'm the same way in the companies right but how about when we look about into uh, many roles coming up in linkedin right we see a lot of lot of job openings in linkedin now curry and uh, indeed and whatsoever like would name something like you got a lot of positions coming up and it's getting better in the pandemic as well i see a lot of them are actually coming up but the thing is when there is a person who is actually in college and in the final year and actually looking for companies when they tried applying for a specific company there is a very high probability that people feel that they are not ready right they feel that they are lacking something more they need to prepare even more better to apply for that right they have this such kind of a inner feeling right which actually stops them to apply something to because because they feel they need to be more better than existing right so what do you say about it like when a person could actually get to understand whether he is ready to apply for companies and go ahead and whether he's not like how you could how they could check up and go ahead so one way is you can actually do some mock interviews so there are websites who offer you free mock interviews right one is pramp so you can one is mm-hmm. interviewing.io you can definitely check your preparation levels by doing some mock interviews on these websites and even if you have decent level of preparation and you think you need to study more at that moment i will suggest don't stop applying right because giving a real inter- if you get a chance to get an interview it will help you to become better you will actually gain confidence that i, I can actually go till the interview round and there would be definitely some learnings even if you get rejected and if if you get accepted then it's a win win situation for you so don't stop applying and even if you get rejected every company allows you to reappear in next 6 months right so that means you need some preparation yeah. and 6 months is a good time to uh, again brush up your basics and uh, improve on the areas that you are missing upon so don't stop applying uh, if you come across 10 or 8 applications and whatever you feel these are the companies i would be interested in definitely uh, send your application to them and many a times it happens that through online applications these are like cold applications the recruiter does not know you personally right and yeah. there are fewer chances of getting a call for the interview and if you get a call for an interview you are actually lucky enough right otherwise you mm-hmm. have to go with the referrals through friends or through some seniors or through uh, online tests or uh, hiring drives so th- those are more effective ways of getting in an interview and cold app- cold applications don't work that better but definitely you can still submit your resume nothing goes in that right super then uh, if you if you if i just ask you maybe in this way like trying out various ways right if they go into internship and they look for internships and they look for other roles and there is very less probability that they actually you know get the response back and move forward in the process right but how about can you just tell me like how they could actually make use of linkedin to get into a position that they wanted to 
so you need to look for the people who have the tag recruiter or hr you need to <laughs> email them or uh, message them so i remember uh, there was one of my student who was from uh, trier uh, two or three college and he messaged around uh, 100 people 100 hrs on linkedin and he got response from five and six and he was not having a single company on campus right but at the end of maybe 3 or 4 months uh, he got around three offers in hand one from browser stack uh, one from goi bebo and one from microsoft right and Ooh. recently he sw- switched to google right so one of the referral was given by me and the two others he cracked through linkedin only just by messaging the people who are the hrs at that companies wow okay i mean sometimes i see often what happens is people directly jump directly into the message and they actually send the resume right uh, was it a good approach to actually send a message uh, start a build a conversation and ask for referrals or looking for positions is that is a directly go ahead and connect that and then you send the resume and all of that like what would be your approach a specified special ways yeah definitely so uh, what you should do is you should uh, first look at whether the companies having openings or not so you can look at the profile mm-hmm. of the hr has he posted a message like we are hiring for these positions in recent one month or 15 days you can also look at google that what are the openings present at this company if there are no openings and there is no point of contacting the hr right but yeah. uh, what i suggest is instead of just throwing your resume it's uh, highly likely that you are you are not going to be considered so just start having a conversation and many a times uh, people won't reply because there are so many people who are going to ping them and it happens with me yeah. as well sometimes <laughs> you see okay you open your inbox there are uh, 36 people who want to chat with you so yeah. i feel it difficult to reply yeah. to each and every one but uh, having patience and giving some follow up in maybe uh, you sent a message today maybe she didn't reply and uh, or he didn't reply you just give up a follow up message 3 4 days later or one week later so try to have a conversation first and then you can also share your details i am that i'm really interested in your company and why would i would like why would be a good i would be a good option for you guys so show your strengths mm. okay sh- so sell yourself that's what i would say yeah. <laughs> you need to sell yourself absolutely yeah 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 definitely and also in that same process while we perform trying to actually present ourselves like a like a kind of a person that they would help that they could take us and to the company to take to put it in a position right but in the between process right in that the crux bridge process where they look for resumes the crux right the resumes will actually let others to actually get a, get an idea of that person in their brains once they look at the resume they find yeah this is a kind of a guy who does a lot of work like this right but what is your option for choosing a better resume or do you have a specific to do list before you submit a resume or before you do a resume so uh, yeah so the resume i i would prefer is for a college student it should be a one page resume right so if you're throwing me a two yep. two page or three page resume then i would assume that you don't know how to prioritize uh, stuff right so mm-hmm. for a college student no no doubt how many achievements you have you can just put it in one page right so for yep. most students it should it should be a one page resume not more than that 
and it should look clean it should uh, have uh, proper formatting that's what i look okay so because when you're coding and you need to write clean code and if you don't if you can't write a clean resume then how can i expect you to write a clean code right so i expect that resume should be one page it should be clean it should highlight what you are in in a first uh, glimpse okay so i'm just going to look it at look at uh, look at a resume for 5 or 10 seconds and if i don't see the highlights in my first glimpse then it's done right now no no one is going to yeah. read each and every line in your resume right so prioritize stuff keep the most important projects keep the most important achievements uh, don't don't put any extra information won a designing competition or won a singing competition or a rangoli competition if you don't have space for that <laughs> just avoid avoid yeah. those things just keep the relevant stuff that is relevant for the job right and yeah if you yeah. get to an hr round you can obviously discuss your hobbies and all those stuff later on but keep your resume to the point even if it is not one page you are able to fill let's say 70% of the page it's fine you do not need to complete the entire page just for the sake of writing it absolutely <laughs> that's great i mean the way that you mentioned about the things in a single page that you need to present yourself very precisely that's where the content that actually made them to deliver right that where they actually understand this is the guy who actually prioritizes all of this yes. and this is the, this is what they are actually looking for yes and that's good so that's how it goes up with kind of a resumes and in the same way maybe the linkedin profiles would be also the same putting all of the things optimized with all of that and maybe it should work right so that's that's all about our conversation and these are all the questions that i have personally about having all the questions maybe it would be helping a lot of trainers out there students out there and the people who are trying to learn something right it's going to be like a lot of things that you gave insights for the trainers and for the students for the teachers or for the people who are striving to learn and develop in the things of the software engineering or in any other means right and a huge pack for them and also as i hope you remember you ha- we had a ama form released out earlier so we have a couple of questions for you so that uh, you got a lot of questions of course but i'm going to pick a few and then we picked out a few that actually kind of fits in because most of the questions are already in our conversation they got covered up all right so are you ready yes super okay it's going to be really quick because there are a lot of questions okay <laughs> so make sure you have a uh, kind of you know uh, what we call the precise and uh, what we call uh, to the point exactly yeah crisp so future of coding so there is a, a lot of good scope as i discussed and the next d- decade is going to see a huge rise in the online business online services so it's great super please tell me when did you start coding and how did you make that interactive resume from where did you learn all of this <laughs> so as i said i did uh, start coding in my second year and uh, interactive resume i used javascript and i used phaser you can also do it using only javascript as well and there were no video tutorials available but i went through couple of examples code examples that were there on the phaser documentation to learn all of this cover competitive programming versus software engineering balance of both super what language is to learn c++ java or python so for for a btech student i will recommend to uh, work on four languages in four years okay so my four personal preferences c++ javascript python spend one year on each learning a language is not difficult uh, but every language comes with its own ecosystem so python has a very strong ecosystem of machine learning and data science 
and even web and javascript has a strong ecosystem of web development right so if you know these two in maybe second third year you have a very good profile and c++ is something i would recommend you to start with uh, so that you can uh, get your problem solving basics right right so one year in one Same language oh one year one language that's a cool right <laughs> <laughs> okay so what are the future plans of coding blocks right so uh, <laughs> there are a lot of plans so we are uh, trying to uh, explore new areas we are uh, building uh, some new tracks for the industry professionals as well so mm. and some new courses for you guys as well so that you learn what is the state of the art absolutely absolutely and how about time management strategies as a student right so this is one point that a uh, lot of students struggle so yeah you need to make a timetable right so maybe stick a paper timetable on your system and just uh, make few ticks okay and sometimes uh, uh you you can be goal oriented as well right so you do not need to make a timetable you you think of some tasks that you have to finish in this week and then it's up to you how do you manage time to complete those tasks okay so keep a goal in mind and work hard to achieve that goal in the given time frame okay and one more thing that you can do is this. there is a uh, website called wakatime.com and cool. that tracks all your coding activity how much time you spent on a particular project or on coding or on writing you you can actually try that and you can even ask your friends to uh, install that and then you can have a leaderboard to keep you motivated how much time each of your friends is spending on coding every day or every week cool 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 so here's another one like importance of academics or cgpa so I, as i said it's really important for the resume shortlisting round so you should have uh, at least 8 cgpa yeah. by the end of the fourth year or third year yeah yeah so how can i do an internship at coding blocks or bosch or ta ship or developer or cas so as as i said coding blocks uh, does offer couple of internships so those uh, students who do re really well we ask them to become ts for the course and help other people to uh, so solve their doubts and one is boss bountiful open source summer it's a open source competition it's there are no there is no applications for that anyone can come and take part in the boss everything goes on github you if you know uh, open source development or if you you are still learning you can make contributions to the open source software and you will be ranked accordingly on the leaderboard right and for the dev internships we do hire some uh, interns as uh, developers as well so it's through an process email process you need to send an email to uh, developers@coding.com and if your profile is good we definitely consider you provided we have the required openings right super okay how to learn tech in a fast way and a better way so <laughs> the fastest way is you grab the basics maybe through an online course or through some documentation and start building the projects right so that's the fastest way just keep an idea in mind that you want to build and uh, start building it right so that's the fastest way to learn any technology absolutely i have just entered third year if i manage to get a rating of 2000 on code forces in next two months but i have zero projects on my resume i don't know any web or app development that what my chances of landing internships or jobs what are your opinions i don't want to waste time in development so that is something you have to do when when you get a job right so you should not hate development so at least spend, spend some time maybe one or two months on building uh, some projects 
and that will also increase your chances of getting selected cool i'm doing masters in australia i wish to work in fang companies that's it yeah <laughs> or any other company with a high salary package right yeah 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 so uh the fang companies it's if you have some uh, good internship experience they uh give you a lot of preference and clearing interviews is also important right so you need to be good at uh, data success algorithms problem solving and build some good projects during your masters as well and i would suggest if you can first go for an internship and then you can either apply for uh, the full time role either in the same company or some some or in some other fang company right and yeah cool okay here we go you have another one uh, i have data science background currently a teaching assistant in data analytics boot camp and wishing to switch to more of software engineering role i have taken c++ master course at coding blocks which seem to focus on data structures is there any other topic i should learn and what will be the checklist topics or projects we would need to before we apply to any of these companies and further does age matters i'm 27 by the way right so uh i think this this uh, question and the last question is are with the same guy right so i'm just going yeah. to have a combined answer for them right so as i said uh, try to grab some internships right after your masters and you still have a good chance to uh, get into the company of your choice and as i mentioned in the podcast as well that don't just target fang there are tons of great companies on the planet so try to apply for all the companies that you can you want you would like to work with right so just don't restrict yourself to the five companies absolutely so that's all be the last question and that's it and you made a huge thing answering all of these questions within within maybe 10 minutes out there like 15 maybe that's great i mean a lot of questions out there and you made it so quick and you gave an amazing conversation to the listeners out there for who are actually striving to get into the coding things and wanted to crack the interviews or as i said i may be excellent in it or maybe for also for the people who are trying to teach better deliver better the content to the students who are actually learning competitive programming or software development right so the way that they actually get the conversation maybe that they can take the best use out of it so thank you so much pratik for being here it means a lot to me and thank you so much for being here to all the listeners and giving so much value for here thank you so much pratik uh thanks a lot guys and thank you teja for this wonderful session uh, wish you guys all the best for your future endeavors and um also my best wishes to exploit chat to create some oh, new yeah. yeah thank you so much <laughs> hope you uh, create some new milestones in coming days as well absolutely so oh i forgot about it before we hold the call so if you want to feel like sharing something to the listeners please feel free to <laughs> i think i have already shared all of the insights that i wanted to share <laughs> and still if you guys would want, would want me to ask something personal or something um i couldn't cover this time so you can drop me an email or or a linkedin message uh, i would try my best to answer your queries over there as well <laughs> absolutely i'll be adding all your all the all the pointers down with your linkedin and email address so they can directly reach you out with all of the questions and you can directly respond back either either way so thank you so much pratik it's been an amazing conversation with you thank you teja